Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here. Hi. How's it going? Good. Long time, no chat. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, so we obviously took the month of December off from posting an episode. I think our last one was the one with Aaron Coates, which was like at the beginning of December, yeah. probably. So, um, yeah. How's the, how's the last month been? I mean, I know how your last month has been, but everybody <laughs> listening doesn't quite know how your last month's been. Yeah. Your family and my family and probably the rest of the world has all been sick the yeah. last two months. So <laughs> seriously. Um, we, yeah, we've basically been sick since Thanksgiving, so <laughs> we're finally better. Although the kids are still coughing and now Pravi is coughing now. So um, oh, no. coughing still ha- last night. She was coughing through the night. I'm like, Oh, great. Oh, no. <laughs> not done. I thought we were done, but maybe we are. Maybe it's just the air is dry because we have been running the fireplace nonstop. So yeah. Um, oh, hopefully it's just that, but the fireplace is cool. That's an update in our house. I know that, that's, that's pretty cool. That's been very cool. It's been very cold here and we still haven't had to turn our furnace on, which is just like super thrilling to Jared and I. Oh, that is cool. Do you read down there? <laughs> yes. And it, it like puts you in the sleepiest state though, because oh, it's very God. warm in the basement. So yesterday, um, all the kids were asleep for Sunday afternoon nap and Jared and I went down there and brought our books and I got through a couple pages and just like conked out asleep because it's like 75 <laughs> in the basement. It's so warm down there. But it's it's amazing. It's like the coziest heat ever. I grew up with a fireplace or a wood burning stove is what I'm talking about. I say fireplace for everything, but a wood burning stove is the kind of heat that was in my parents' house growing up. And so it's a very cozy, homey, um, familiar feeling. And I love it. Yeah, it looks super cozy. so yeah you guys have been sick too forever (laughs) what else is new I just I literally like maybe it's just because I have more kids this year too I totally that's probably what it is I underestimated how much of my year I I would literally spend in sick care (laughs) yeah yeah that's very true even even just with the three of us or the three kids you know at our house it takes a long time for stuff to cycle mm-hmm. through everyone. And then really I think that we're done. And then like somebody else starts having doing something and yeah. it just, it, yeah, it's been a weird winter for sure. Yes. Um, so anyway, we will not expound upon theories any further. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Christmas was over the past month. Did you get anything cool that you want to share? Um. Yeah. I, I feel like this was a super basically everybody in my family on both sides got me something that just fueled creativity in different ways. Okay. Um, I think one of the more fun things is that Brian got me the most beautiful little antique oil painting of a grain mill. Oh, cool. And, um, it's like in its original wooden frame that is somewhat falling apart and it's as dirty as gloriously can be. And (laughs) I, I absolutely love it. So I basically finally put up a lot of the antiques I had been hoarding in a closet. So the kids didn't break and put Mm -hmm. them up yesterday afternoon. And I just feel like it's a whole new house, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it when it's something about January makes you want to organize and like do different stuff around the house. And so, or it does me every year, January, I'm like, oh, I should move this over here and redo the closet downstairs. And yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah. So that was, that was just a fun thing for me. What about you? Yeah. Um, mine is much more practical, but I finally found reusable Ziploc bags that I really like. Oh, tell me about them. Yeah. So you know how we were on the hunt for something to put sourdough bread in that wasn't just a gallon yes. size Ziploc? Yes. Well, I found something and I got it for Christmas. Is My, it working? Yes. Oh, cool. The brand is Q-I-N-L-I-N-E, Quinline or something like that. Okay. I'm, I'm sure that there's a million of these brands and stasher bags are like the ideal. Like, yes. Yeah. But they're very expensive. So this yes. brand, Quinline, I found on Amazon and I asked them for Christmas and um, they weren't great. And it came with like two gallon size bags and then a bunch of medium ones and a bunch of really small ones. <clears throat> and they all work really, really well. My sourdough bread fits in the gallon size one. Um, yeah. Only good things to report. So I am wow. pretty excited about those. What Quinlin or Quinline? Q-I-N-L-I-N-E. Oh, okay. However okay. you would say that. Cool. So I'm quite excited about that. And I feel like a lot of our listeners will probably be interested to hear that. Cause I, I know a lot of people are like, I want to find a reusable bag that actually fits things. So there's like the half or the gallon size that is a really okay. big one. And it comes with, I think I don't remember if it was like two or three in the kit. Um, That's awesome. So it comes with a ton. And then um, Jared got me the dime perfume the dime brand perfumes oh, and they are all, told me about that. they smell so good. He got me, um, it's, it's like the sampler set with four different scents and I love them all. And I'm very, oh, cool. I'm very picky about perfume smells. I don't like anything like sharp or floral, overly florally. And okay. these are all really warm smelling and I love them. So that's like, you like more musk type stuff. Then? Yes. Yes. Okay. Warmer you know, amber type smells. Did you know that that Egyptian musk comes as a lotion. I did not. The My same brand? mom got it for me for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm going to have to look that up. I found it at a grocery store. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. You like it's, the lotion? it's fairly clean. You like the lotion? You know, I haven't, I haven't quite used it yet. I'm not a big lotion person, Yeah. Um, but it smells good. I haven't, I just haven't used it yet. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I'll have to check that out. Okay. Yeah. So we're actually going to be talking about books today. This is our books episode, 2021 books episode. We're yep. a little bit late on the new year, but we are going to do our 2021 books. Um, so we divided it up into categories. Our categories are today are as follows. We're going to do Christian lit, history, fiction, and then read aloud books. So uh, what do you want to start out with? What was the first one you listed? Christian? Yeah. Christian lit. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. You share yours. Okay. So the ones I wrote down are, um, so I started reading some little books by JC Ryle last year. Um, they're just small books, like 30 ish pages. Maybe they're literally like a lot of them are pocket sized books and they're so accessible and I loved them. So the duties of parents is one that I read last year that was um, really encouraging and helpful. Um, it, it's about Proverbs 22, six, train up a child in the way you should go when he's old, he won't depart from it. 
Um, it's kind of all just about that verse and about the fear of God. And um, yeah, I, I love those little books. So if you're wanting to get into some Ryle, I would suggest starting with those little ones. I have another one that's about um, parenting boys that I'm excited to read too. That's on that he my, wrote? What is it? That he wrote? Yes. Is it the letters to young men or whatever? Maybe, maybe that is it. I just remember okay. it's about boys. So, okay. and then I read, let me be a woman at the beginning of the year with a gal from our church. You guys have heard me talk about that a million times. Um, and then one that you got me last year, beautiful girlhood is one I wanted to mention just because I think that's a great book. If you have young girls, like teenage early teens, preteens, that is just a great book to have on yourself to go over um, with them. I'm excited to read that with Providence when she's older. Um, But I don't think that there is a lot of good books for young girls that are in that category. So um, that is a a great one to know about, in my opinion. I almost, yeah, I almost think Daphne is probably getting old enough where even if I don't read it with her, I, I should just start talking about the concepts and almost doing a girl's catechism with her of sorts. Yeah. That's very helpful. Yeah. Cool. What do you got? Um, I think the like hands down the biggest takeaway book for me in the Christian department was watchfulness by Brian Hedges. Um, Becky Pliego, I had a conversation with her and this was a book she actually strongly recommended I read and it's been so helpful, like so helpful. Um, it's not, the author himself is not a Puritan, but he used, it was like four or six different Puritans, just kind of like almost commentating on their writing on the habit of watchfulness, the spiritual habit of watchfulness. And it's just been very like paradigm shifting for me in a way. (laughs) Just hearing you talk about it has been helpful for me. (laughs) Yeah. So um, just like, instead of, I, cause I think a lot of people, when they think of like, Oh, I'm struggling with this one specific thing, they think of like temptation as the beginning place of sin. Mm-hmm. When really, if you're already seeing the temptation, you're not being watchful enough over your heart. Mm-hmm. Like there's something else that already came in to that. The Proverbs talks about the heart as the spring of life, the spring of all problems even. So that was really helpful to me to be like, okay, it's not just putting up a fight against the temptation, but there's something even before that, that we're called to do Mm -hmm. that can help us succeed above and beyond the temptation. Yeah. So yeah, it's been super helpful for me. Yeah. I think we might go through it with our ladies at church. Okay. Any other for your Christian lit category? Um, well, are we going to do, I guess you did your, okay. So the other one I was going to mention was um, homemaking by J.R. Miller, which was another Becky one. <laughs> oh, Becky, I just, any book Becky recommends me, I always read. Um, he, it was just such a good book. Okay. So this was the first book I had kind of been trying to convince our ladies for a few years to read an older book, quote unquote, older book. <laughs> and this was the first time that I was like, no, we're reading an old book. So this was the first old book we read and they loved it. And they were reading it to their husbands and their husbands loved it. And, um, it was really interesting because some of them were surprised at how beautiful he wrote, even as a male, Hmm. Uh, which is like, that is its own conversation. Um, But he was writing explicitly, explicitly to women. And it was just a very beautiful book. I don't know how to describe it on all aspects of homemaking on mothering on, you know, being a wife. I think we talked about, I think we even did an episode on some of the excerpts from there. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and then two others I didn't write down that you reminded me that joy of housekeeping book. That was one that oh, was yeah. really impactful for me this past year, just practical mm-hmm. help of like, it, it, I said on Instagram that it felt like a home ec class meets talking to a grandma just giving you mm-hmm. solid advice. And that's what that book was like. So that was that's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, so, okay. That's kind of like life application. So I'm also going to mention mm-hmm. that teaching from rest book I just finished. Cause that was really, really helpful for me with thinking through stuff with school and our scheduling of school and like just how I thought about teaching and um, all things that go along with that. So teaching yeah. from rest was like really it came to me at the perfect time. Like God sent yeah. it. Both of those books, The Joy of Housekeeping and The Teaching from Rest book, both were like God laid in my lap at the perfect That's time cool. when I like needed that encouragement and those practical handles for both of those things. Yeah. So um, those are both really big for me this past year. That's cool. I love when that happens. Me too. It's such just mercy from God, yeah. you know? Okay. So what about history? Let's do history next. Hmm. Okay, I think one of the more intriguing history ones I read this last year was um, When Fathers Ruled Family Life in Reformation Europe. That one was just very eye-opening, I guess, um, to kind of get in the heads of like what families, what patriarchy was like in the time of the Reformation. It was really good. That sounds. I love reading about that stuff because it helps me feel less weird as a modern American Christian. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, I read Popes and Feminists. Oh yeah. Elise Crepuchettes. Great one. Um, God Smuggler. I don't know if you'd include this in history category, but, um, it's a biography of brother Andrew. That was a really, really good, um, biography. I enjoyed that. And it not only is it just an amazing story, but it's also just such a page turner. You just cannot mm. wait to see what's going to happen with him. Have you read that before? You know what? I haven't. And you've mentioned it so many times. I'm going to order it right now because you keep saying to get it. And I, mm-hmm. Ira would love that one. God yes, he would. he would. He would. I hear people talk about it all the time. Yeah. I loved it. That was really cool. And then, um, we're doing early American history, uh, in school this year. So we read some stuff for that. We did like a legend of Squanto, which was a focus on the family radio theater, which I absolutely love. I talk about that all the time. I love, I love the radio theater from them. Um, but the legend of Squanto was just so neat. We read that, um, on our way to Thanksgiving with family. So it was like perfectly timed. Yeah. That's a good way to do that. It was fun. And then, um, our curriculum also put out a book called Pilgrim Adventures. I think they put it out. Maybe not. I mean, it says my father's world on it. So I kind of thought that they did, but maybe I'm wrong about that, but it's called Pilgrim Adventures. And, um, it just lays out the story of the pilgrims and like, I, I was public schooled. So a lot of the stuff I'm like, Oh, really? They went to Holland first. Like, it's sad that I did not know this stuff, but I'm learning so much with my second grader. And, uh, that was a cool one. It's like an, it's written like a novel, but a true tale. I, I read just the um, account of the day that they landed uh, from, oh, why can't I remember his name? I can't remember his name. You guys, people are saying it out loud who are listening, but that was even cool just to read the, the day like they got onto land and how thankful they were. And it was yeah. just cool to read that Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. Um, are, you t- are you talking about when they Bradford? land? Huh? Bradford? Uh, I think William Bradford? Bradford? William Bradford. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are you talking about, um, when they landed like at Plymouth? Yeah, I think it's called, I think it's called journals from Plymouth plantation, maybe. Okay. 
Gotcha. But yeah, it was just the entry from that day. It was a longer entry, but it was just from that day. Cool. I didn't read the whole thing is what I'm saying, but I've, I've heard great things about the whole book. Okay, cool. And it's neat. The women, I, I remember one part of, uh, when they were just so happy to be on land and like the women all went and had a washing day and just how ecstatic they were to go and wash all their clothes and lay them out over the bushes and stuff. And just like (laughs) crazy little details like that. Like, Oh yeah, I bet they were very happy to wash their clothes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Any other history? Um, I read long live the queen. Uh, I, my husband and I are very big fans of the UK. (laughs) So yeah. I love learning about the Queens and that was, that was a fun one. Cause I had watched all of Victoria. Oh yeah. Skip, skipped through a few of the naughtier parts, but, mm-hmm. um, but what was cool about Victoria was that I kept, I was like, so could not believe how intriguing her life was. And I kept looking it up to make sure they actually followed her story accurately. And it was very accurate. So that was a cool, um, one to read and it made me want to learn more about the current queen after that so I read long live the queen okay just fun Victoria she was the one that was like small right Uh, yes small in stature young but had a lot of kids yes yep yeah yeah I like the other thing that was cool about I mean there were some parts of that uh, documentary that you can tell it's kind of a modernist somewhat feminist slant but it was definitely not as much as other shows have been Mm -hmm. so they kind of stayed true to that a lot and they they kind of showed even like did you what is the one the current one about is it called just oh the crown do you watch the crown no I haven't seen either of those okay well I I feel like they do they like really play up the drama in the marriage a lot more in that one in regards Mm -hmm. to like he has to follow her sort of a thing Mm -hmm. but I feel like with Victoria they did a good job of even showing that she was still a wife Right. And I appreciated that. That's cool. Yeah. How many kids did she have? Did she have six kids or something? I think she had six, if okay. not more, but I think okay. it was six. Well, that's fun. Okay. How about, what do you want to do next? Let's see. I have more gardening books. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Christian. Let's, did, did you read any fiction? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, let's do a fiction. <laughs> okay. Um, do we go through all the ones? I, I have a few written down to mention. Okay. okay. So I read one called South of the Buttonwood Tree. Like all of these are magical realism because that's my jam. So <laughs> South of the Buttonwood Tree. <laughs> this is the one by uh Heather Weber. She's the one who wrote Midnight at the Blackbird Cafe. So if any of you picked up Midnight at the Blackbird Cafe last year, this year you want to pick up South of the Buttonwood Tree because this is another one that she wrote and it's really fun. It's about a girl named Blue who has this like mysterious ability to find things. She's just like very good at like magically good at finding things and she ends up finding a baby and blah, blah, blah. On it goes. And that's a really fun one. And um, and then- I have a question. Yeah. Do you find that you're able to get through fiction faster than nonfiction or does it really matter to you? Oh, 100% yes. I love fiction. I get lost in it and would like, it will stay up for a very long time reading fiction because I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I love fiction, but Jared is the complete opposite. Like he cannot force himself to read fiction, but he will bust through gigantic nonfiction. Are books. you serious? Yes. Yeah. He doesn't read fiction. No, like so rarely, so rarely. Like, wow, he really needs to read more fiction, man. I know. Tell him that. You wow. should tell him that because I try to get him to. Tell him he has disordered hearts. 
Disordered heart affection. <laughs> I mean, he That's did funny. listen to all the Chronicles of Narnia books. Um, okay, Radio well, Theater. at least he's got that then. Yeah, he did listen to all those with us this year. Um, or no, we did three of them. We did the first three. Um, what? He, doesn't he read to the kids though? Yes, yes. He okay, told, so he, he reads. Yes, yes okay. he reads fiction to the kids, but like in his own reading time, he does not read fiction. Uh, but he is reading. What is he reading right now? No, that's not fiction. No, that's he. He just reads all categories of nonfiction. Like I was looking okay. at his bedside stack, and he's reading a book right now about guns. And he's, um, I think he did read one about like buffalo, the buffalo, something about buffalo. I don't know, but. Mm. He reads little to no fiction, um, but yes, he busts through gigantic fiction books, like devours them like I devour, could devour. Crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So another one I really liked was called The Restaurant and it was by, I wrote her name down and I scribbled, Pamela Kelby, maybe. So this is about like, it was just a fun, I don't even know how to describe it. It's about three sisters and a grandmother passes away and leaves them a restaurant. And but the catch is that they have to like work the restaurant for a year before they can sell it or divide the assets or anything. So okay. it's like these three sisters coming back together from like kind of different stages oh, of life that they're yeah. all separated in like a reunion story. So it's like family and like foodie and yeah. sweet and Nantuckety. And it was just really fun. That's so cool. Like, that sounds like a good one. Yeah. And then my last one I was going to mention is called The Apothecary. And this is a really fun one. It's part of a series and I've only read the first one so far. Um, um, Maylee Malloy, I think is the name of the author. But it's about this 14-year-old girl that moves from LA to, um, to London. She meets a young boy. This is like in the, I can't remember what era this is set in probably like the 50s 50s or 60s I think and she meets a young boy whose dad is an apothecary and um come to find out this apothecary dad is like like it's like a magical apothecary it's like an apothecary but like they also produce magical things okay and then um like like he's a wizard like that kind of magic or just more like kind of kind of yeah kind of like a wizard type situation where he can like make these potions up that can make you disappear and stuff but he also can give you something to help you sleep um and he ends up being kidnapped so the young girl and his son have to basically like save the apothecary dad save the world they end up being like spies to save the world and use it in like he comes to love his dad's work because he finds out that it's, there's actually a lot more to it. That's actually magical. Oh, that's cool. Then. Yeah. It was very, it reminds fun. me of uh, the Narnia. What's uh, the tree one with uncle Andrew, the evil uncle Andrew, and they got to go into the world and stuff. Diggory, would Diggory the first one? The magician's yes, nephew. Yes. The magician's nephew. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a fun fiction book. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Tell me your fiction. All your like, <laughs> historic fiction uh, <laughs> I oh so I think I really enjoyed Pride and Prejudice I know a lot of our That's listeners cool. have probably listened to that but that was so good to listen to Reddit sorry I listened to it other people probably read it mm-hmm. um having daughters now that was so good for me to listen to <laughs> yeah. I need to listen to more classics or read more yeah. classics yeah um, that's kind of my goal for the next year moving forward is mm-hmm. more class. But I also, um, I asked Andrea about 
like what are some good fictional like farmy type domestic books and she recommended elizabeth gaskell which i have had so many people tell me to read her but i never have mm-hmm. so i'm in my second gaskell novel right now but i did finish reading cousin phyllis which was very good it's a short read very pretty it's just okay. very beautiful um i think i forgot so when i studied victorian literature in college we studied a lot of nonfiction. We didn't focus on the fiction very much. And so I'm realizing how much I absolutely adore Victorian literature because Mm. it's beautiful and it's very easy to read. And I think people are oftentimes intimidated by it, but, Mm. um, so I'm reading Gaskell's Mary Barton right now, and I'm listening to David Copperfield right now. And I am just, I think we have forgotten how bad things used to be (laughs) like I'm a post-millennialist. And so Mm -hmm reading this stuff, I'm just like, I'm almost having a hard time because of just like the darkness of sin in the cities and in the schools and stuff. Um, but I'm just, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. And I, I kind of feel like this year, I just want to further like become more of an amateur lover of Victorian literature. Cause I'm just yeah. loving it so much. Yeah. My so, friend Margo, yeah. speaking of how bad things were, my friend Margo got me a book for Christmas that I'm excited to read. That's all about the time of the dust, the dust bowl. Oh, it's like, interesting. It's like, yeah, it's I think it's called the worst of times or something like that. Mm. Um, and just hearing stories like that make you realize like, oh, my gosh, people have gone through some very difficult things in the world mm-hmm. in history. Yeah. yeah, that there's been some very dark times. Yeah, it makes me feel like <laughs> so much less of a wimp. Yeah. Um, do you listen to li- the Literary Life podcast? Um, yes, here and there. OK, well, um, they recently, I, I've, I've just started listening to that and I don't know, I'm probably on like episode three-ish. Wait, have you read, didn't, did you pick up Cindy Rollins's Mere Motherhood? No. Okay. That's another one. You got to pick that up because you okay. love it. Especially now that you're listening to that. Okay. Writing it on my list. Um, but they talked about having a literary mentor and just like picking an oh, author yeah. and really, no, no, no. Was that in that or was that from Teaching from Rest? I can't remember one of oh, those that's two things teaching from rest. She does okay. talk about that in there. Okay. Well, she talks about having a literary mentor and just like picking someone and really diving into mm-hmm. their mind and reading all the good things from them. And, um, I think I told Andrea this the other day that I kind of want to do that with Dorothy Sayers. Um, they literally life does, uh, the gaudy night, gaudy night. Yes. Yes. And I tried. <laughs> I've never read it. I ordered it from the library. We shall see what happens. <laughs> I think I would have done it. I think I would have done better with that one if I had actually been in a reading group. Yeah. Yeah. There's some books that I'm like, oh, I just know there's so much going over my head. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I also have never read the um, classical education essay that she has and it's referenced all the time. Um, so I want to read that too. Have you read uh, Wilson's classical ed books? No. Okay, I was thinking about how that you and Jared might like those. I think Jared has. I think Jared's read them. One of them is more of a historical look at it, but the mm-hmm. other one that is based on her essay. That's why it reminded me. Yeah, of it. yeah, that's where I've heard it a lot. And then I watched the oh. little documentary thing that he or docu- It's like a short video that he put out about classical education too. Okay. Whenever else, yeah. Okay. So, any other fiction? Um. I don't think so because it kind of covers the ones that I'm working on right now. I wasn't a big fan of the other ones I read, so. Yeah. 
I'm also reading. So Jared's preaching through Hosea at our church. So I'm reading through Redeeming Love because I'd never read it before. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so have you read that? Okay. <laughs> I guess this means you have. I think, I think it's like the first book Brian ever gave me when I was like 14, 13. Really? <laughs> I don't know if I would want a 13 or 14 year old to read it. Okay. So she used to write, if I remember correctly, she used to write romance novels before she got saved. And she actually had to rewrite multiple editions of that because it was too risque. I believe it. (laughs) And supposedly as an adult, I I don't know what I think about it now, but (laughs) supposedly there is a movie coming out. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh please no. (laughs) Like I feel like that's gonna be like a little rated R. She has the other series. I remember I did read the other books in that series when I was in college. And I remember really liking them for their, the history that I learned behind them. Yeah. Yeah. That has been really cool. Um, And I mean, it's my gosh, it's a page turner. I cannot stop reading it. (laughs) And it's just like engulfing. (laughs) Then I want to know what happens. I'm at a very pivotal point right now in the book. I have another nonfiction. Sorry, okay. I don't want to no. interrupt you, but You're this good. is important for our listeners. It's called No Holly for Miss Quinn. And it's a Christmas novel. So I read it at the beginning of December. Okay. Very short. It's intended as like a young adult novel, but it's so good as a pastor's wife because it's about um, an aunt that goes to take care of her um, nieces. I think they're all nieces while her brother, who is a pastor, takes care of his sick wife in the hospital. Hmm. and just like the realities of children in the pew without the husband there to help as the pastor's wife. Like it was Mm -hmm. so funny and so good for me to just read and be like, yep, this is how children have always been throughout history. They're always trying to get under the pews. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Why do they always want to be on the floor so bad? So I bought that one probably this time last year and I stuck it in my Christmas basket so that when we pulled out the Christmas book, this year I'd have it in there. That's cool. Good idea. Yeah. I want to read more of her stuff this year too. It was very easy to read. Okay. Um, what about read alouds? What have you guys been doing with the kids? Well, Brian's been reading, (laughs) um, Tom Sawyer to them, which if you have any children who are male in your home, this is an absolute must read. Mm -hmm. I am like rolling laughing. Yes. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh man. It's just the best one-liner. So that's probably one of the more funny ones we've been working. Um, we work on catechism through the Westminster a lot at night. Mm -hmm. So aside like from Bible and catechism, we don't read as much fiction anymore at night, but, um, the Tom Sawyer or something Brian has picked up with him in the last couple of weeks. So he does want to start reading. I think it's seasonal. We're in winter time now. We're all reading more fiction now. Yeah. Than usually. Yeah. That's fun. So yeah. What about we, you? I was just going to say Jared and I listened to the audiobook of that on a trip years ago. <laughs> and it was hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, one thing I read with the boys last year was Hank the cow dog. And that was very fun. We loved that. Um, and there's a million of those. So that's that's a fun one. If your kids get into that. Um, I read a book called Viking adventures with ransom, um, because we were, we were learning about the Vikings. And then this was like a fiction book that I found and it was really cool and fun. And then we did, like I said, we did the Chronicles of Narnia radio theater. Um, we did James and the giant peach. 
Oh, I love that one. Yeah, me too. I love it. And I, someone recommended, I think it was my friend JC recommended this book on Instagram that was really kind of quirky and fun and like a quick read aloud. And it was called Fortunately the Milk. And it's just like this book that like these things keep happening, keeps adding on. And it, it was just really cool. It's like a dad telling a story and it get, gets wilder and wilder and wilder. It was just, it was very fun. Is Ransom, is he reading much on his own yet? Yes. Yeah. He's okay. reading a lot on his own, but I read out loud to him a lot right now too. For school. Has he had any fun books this year that he's really loved? Ooh, okay. He's, he's still very into the Dragon Masters series. There's like 20 something of them. And every time a new one comes out, we like anxiously awaits it to get it. Oh, that's cool. um, so he's very into those. He's read um, some Magic Treehouse books this year. What else has he read? I wonder if he'd like Redwall. Yeah, they, they did the first Redwall book. Okay. That's a good one. There's so many in that series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others. And then he, he occasionally will get like books from the library, like Ninjago books or Sonic books or some random stuff like that, that he's into. But why do I know Ninjago? What is that? (laughs) It's like Lego ninja people. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, I know that word, but I can't place it. Ninjago. And Jared always gigs and be like, you like Ninjago? So you like Ninjago? And they're like, Ninjago, dad. <laughs> Pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Ooh, what about your guys? Um, well, my mom got him the Hardy Boys. Oh, fun. For Christmas. And so he's loving the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his, I'm trying to think of what, he rereads books nonstop. So his like go-to books are Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Redwall, he rereads all of the like blue and red fairy books um, by Andrew Lang. Okay. And oh, one that I am looking forward to getting him for his birthday, though. I don't think he can hear me. Um, I'm going to get him this Russian fairy tale book that I'm super excited about. So he's going to love it. He just loves fairy tales from all different cultures. Yeah. And he has such a quick memory that like when we're watching things or we're reading other things, he can like perfectly narrate back to me like the original fairy tale that this like, based that on is the most obscure thing in the world, but okay. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird because he reads so much wider than I ever did at that age. And so he knows so much and his memory is very good. Mm-hmm. That, that's so, an important component for reading. Yes. He's like little Brian. <laughs> my my memory for reading opposite. is not awesome. My memory for reading is not good. Um, like even whenever I was looking up my books from 2020, I had to be like, okay, what was that? Oh yeah. Okay. I remember. I know, so did. <laughs> but I am keeping a commonplace this year, an actual notebook. And I have not really done that before. So I'm excited. Um, oh, that'll that, be fun. Yes. That, that will hopefully be helpful. Um, in, okay. So what else are you doing this year? Any other little reading goals? Oh, I am doing so many things differently this year. <laughs> so I'm keeping commonplace notebook just like reading goals or life goals and changes. Well, I was thinking reading specifically, but okay. Um, I mean, I have books on my list that I want to get to this year. Let me, let me pull it up. Um, some books that I'm interested in reading. Um, so I want to read the art of the commonplace. I have not read that before, but Jared told me that I would love it. So that's one. I want to read the Ashtown series by Indy Wilson. Okay. Yeah. I haven't read that one. Ashton, I don't think I've read that one. Brian read that. To the Ashton boys. Burials, maybe I think it's called. Yeah. Ashton Burials. I, mm-hmm. I read the other series with the wall and all the cupboards. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, a hundred cupboards. 
a hundred cupboards. There you go. The wall I read and all the cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a little sleepy right now, so my brain's. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then I just I have other books that I've picked up and not finished last year. That once I round out mm-hmm. what I'm on right now, that I'll pick those back up and finish. But if you want more commonplace type books, my the professor that was my advisor when I graduated. He specialized in commonplace notebooks of different authors and stuff. So mm-hmm. I like went on a huge commonplace reading binge my last oh, year fun. in college. So oh yeah, I loved it. Loved it. So yeah. so okay. Any other cool. I'm trying to think of what I'm 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 reading Brian recommended I wanted to learn more about just like the reform tradition in general. So he recommended I read through Calvin's Institutes and they just oh, yeah. came out with that new French translation mm-hmm. from the French one. Yeah. English from French. I'm not reading in French people. So, um, I'm, I, my goal is to read through that this year. That's kind of like my big main goal is to just do that. Whatever else I read can come and go, but that's kind of the spine of what I'm trying to get through this year. I guess. What are your tactics for reading that? Well, I just divided it up. I divided the page count up by 52 because we have 52 weeks. And then I saw how many pages I needed a week. And then I divided that up into four days because I don't want to have to read seven days a week. Yeah. So I think it ends up being, I need to read four pages a day in order to have a few weeks of wiggle room. So mm-hmm. if I have like a month where we're sick or whatever, and I just don't get up early to read, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but four pages a day is nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. So do you so, do that like yeah. with your Bible reading time or do you have a certain time of day you read that one? Well, that's where I would like to get it done is in the morning after my Bible reading. Um, but it's so short that I could do that before bed at night even. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, another honorable mention is uh, the, A Different Shade of Green by Gordon Wilson. Oh, yeah, I yeah. that last yeah. year too. That was really good. Yeah, that is really good. So the reading list in there is so phenomenal. Yeah. And that's kind of a timely read with all of the talk mm-hmm. of climate change and, you know, oh, all of that stuff. Goodness so. gracious. I that saw a good one. article yesterday trying to blame babies being born with heart malfunctions on climate change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking. I was like, Christians are going to have to become well-versed in this because they're yeah. just absolutely yeah. lying to us. Yeah. So that might be a good one. That's Dad. a great one. Yep. All right. So rounding any yeah. other, any others before I go on? Not specifically. Okay. No. Okay. So rounding out the episode, Lexi has an announcement to make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pregnant. <laughs> no, no, um, not yet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I would like to have more children, which is why I'm making this announcement. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm somewhat sad to say I'm going to be pulling back from fruitful and fearless for no bad reason, really just a lot of just family stuff. And I kind of knew like going into having Winifred in the spring and then the boys starting school in the fall, I kind of knew this was going to be like somewhat trial and error for me trying to figure out (laughs) podcasting this year. And yeah, I'm just not going to be podcasting (laughs) for a little bit. Um, Jordan and I have talked and there might be times you're not shutting down the podcast. No, um, it's going to look different is yes. my current understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So Lexi won't be co-hosting anymore, but Jared and I have kind of talked about ways that we could still be getting resources out. Um, yeah. cause we want, we do, um, all of us, we want to be, um, a help and encouragement to yeah. everybody. 
So like our plan at the time being, and don't hold me to it because who knows, (laughs) (laughs) um, is to just kind of throw out content as we can get it and just kind of Mm -hmm. trust the Lord with it and whatever I have margins to do. And whenever I can Mm -hmm. grab people to talk to and Jared, I think is going to come on with me sometimes. So that will be fun and interesting. And, um, yeah, Lexi agreed that she'll come occasionally whenever she has something to talk about with me, which is always, but (laughs) whenever she has time to chat Yeah. and, um, yeah, it'll just look different. And then whenever we do our Titus two classes at Christ church, I'm going to also record those and put those out for you guys too. Cause I know, um, a lot of you are interested in those. And, um, and I, I think that will, it will be good to be able to revisit those as people might want to listen to. Yeah. Jordan and I have been talking about just wanting to make sure, you know, we're being an example of like home first. Yes. Our local church first. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of just what this is for me is this has been a huge growth year at our church. And I knew that that was going to require different things of me. And I thought I'd have that figured out by the first six weeks of this school year, but I'm realizing it's actually taken me the whole year to, to really seek the Lord and Brian, you know, Brian helping me figure out what, what are my priorities? So, so yeah, I'm going to be still putting out content in different ways. I mean, I, I feel like I have to ghost social media occasionally or else it just becomes too much. I feel like my rule of thumb when it comes to creative content is I have to enjoy my real life first. And if I'm not doing that, I cannot, but that is so true. (laughs) It's so true. It's got to just happen naturally for me. It's got to just be Um, like, I feel like talking about this because I have Uh the margins in my brain and you would think Mm -hmm. that podcasting doesn't take up that much time. I mean, we don't even put one out every week, but it's just the mental tab that's open sometimes. So it's like, it's too much. I can't, I can't have that mental tab open. I need to have the space and margins to be able to devote to other things. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's not, it's, I don't know when, um, episodes (laughs) will come out. So you just be looking. (laughs) Yes. They will come out occasionally, but who knows when. Yep. So we want to be open-handed with the things the Lord gives to us and calls us to like turn a profit on. And for Mm -hmm. me, it was two years of this and, you know, we'll see what else it is after this. But if I told Jordan this too, I'm like, if all that it means for me is cooking dinner and washing laundry, that's, that's the platform God gave me. So I shall not neglect that. Exactly. And it's the same for you listeners too. It's Mm -hmm. not like that, that is where God has called all of us to be. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sad about this. I mean, I'm sad. I'm sad in some ways, but it's not like, it's not a bad reason, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to say that <laughs> any not sad way. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. And I think as we devote ourselves to first priorities, sometimes it's shocking how secondary things naturally happen. That's true. Um, That's a good way to think of it. How it's like when we're just devoted to the good works that we know we're called to and not like stretching ourselves, then we do have Mm -hmm. like God given opportunities that just pop up and it's like, okay, well, I will do this for this season and praise God for it, whether it be like a small thing here or, you know, whatever it is. So just trusting the Lord that he's sovereign over all the good works that we have to give and also sovereign with our capacities and, um, so yep that's a good way to put it anyways cool i think that's about it thanks for listening everybody and we shall see you whenever bye